Hey there, party people. Did you know that Encounter Party is now an official Dungeons & Dragons television show? You can find our second campaign on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel, available now on Plex and Freebie. We have new episodes every Tuesday night at 9pm, and the show is available on demand next day on Plex. For links and to learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com. Now, please enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, this episode features very strong language and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party! Deep in the secret laboratory, our players are blocked by a puzzle they can't decipher. After misusing the orb, a hulking monstrosity appeared out of nowhere, set to clobber our wayward party. Will all of them survive their most dangerous foe yet? Find out this week on Encounter Party! Standing before you is a gargantuan cyclops, once a proud member of the giant race, a citizen of Ravnica, now reduced to a terrifying homunculus. Its face is just a large singular eyeball encased in a metal helmet. Covering its body are glowing blue nodes pulsing along with these deep, painful hums emanating from this monster. It no longer has any hands. Instead, they've been replaced with heavy metal clubs housing dozens more of these blue nodes. Now, Lorzach, because you rolled so high inspecting the door, it looks like the grooves at the end of the giant's club hands might fit inside that door blocking your way. And although it appears mindless, there is enough inherent programming to see you all as a threat. So you better roll initiative. Let's roll initiative! Top of the order, Ned. I am immediately running backwards on this catwalk. Yeah, none of you are immediately enraged, so you don't need to take a disengage. So uh, I immediately cup the crystal in my hands, which glows that same sort of lavender purple from uh, the previous encounter, and I fire Witch Bolt directly into what I believe to be the heart of this figure in order to tether myself to it magically. Okay. Uh, That is a 18. An 18 hits. Yeah! You're noticing that as, as as armored as this thing is in the sense that about half of it is made of metal, there still is a lot of sort of rotted, exposed flesh. It is going to take 19 points of um, lightning damage. Okay. As your spell connects, you notice that there are dozens of these sort of glowing blue nodes all over it that seem to try and absorb of as much of the spell as it can while you hit into it. And while a lot of it does connect with flesh, a lot of it just sort of gets transferred into these nodes as if it's some sort of magical resistance. Okay. And that was how much damage? 19. 19. As a reaction, it absorbs this energy and it kind of turns its big eye directly at you in sort of twitching motion and just... <laughs> that's that effect. Okay. It then crouches down to sort of like a football position oh, no. and just blasts across the floor directly into you, slamming you, moving up to 120 feet and moves so fast, it does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Okay, do I make any kind of save here? Let's jump out of the way. You can fit there? (laughs) That's why I went there. (laughs) Didn't think it could fit. Okay, Landry tightened her hood even more. It's climbing into the rafters, grabbing Uh, pipes and stuff. Okay. Um, It will make an attack. Yeah, sure. Actually, only a 15. Well, then I cast Crap. shield and ward it. You cast shield and ward it. Which gives me a 17. Okay. Would you please make a constitution saving throw? Yeah, for sure. It's a five. Your concentration will break. My concentration will break. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, Lorzach. Lorzach will clutch the totem that's bonded to his armor, reach out one hand, and clench his hands into a fist as the metal on the pump tank on the giant creature's back glows bright red. Okay. As he casts heat metal. Ooh. 
that as an action, he will take nine fire damage. Okay. And as a bonus action, a flaming scimitar appears in Lorzach's other hand. Okay. I do like that flaming scimitar. Again, you can see that there's something about magical attacks. This is an it facility, and this thing seems to be prepared for whatever might come at it. And your spells do connect. They still do damage. But there's just too many of these nodes spread all over its body. It's trying to suck and save as much as it can inside of itself. It is now its turn, and it feels the magical effect, seeing that its current prey is tucked in just a little bit too far into that catwalk. Oh, thank God. It turns around and marches its way toward you, Thor's Edge. Attack of opportunity? Attack of opportunity for you and for Xenia. Oh, nice. Do you have a weapon? Oh, no, it got taken when I didn't succeed. So, yes. Ah, so I have a quarter no. staff, but not anymore. So, no. Punch and the jump. You do not can have I on arm strike it? Uh, can you? Or th- I mean, I have on arm strike, but I'm assuming a seven doesn't. Uh, seven will not connect. Yeah, that's what I figured. You can punch it. Okay. <laughs> uh, minus three, so that's a ten. Ten will not punch it. You guys, you guys go. Oh, I can get a strike in here with my fist, and then you realize, like, oh, part of it is like glowing red right now. Maybe not quite so much. So the uh, the um, the giant cyclops moves its way over toward Lord's Edge, and it is going to make two slam attacks as it tries to come down with both of its fists. And it is also going to. Uh, when it enters your space? Yeah. A constitution saving throw? Yes, please. I don't think this is going to... Uh... It probably won't fail. Well, if I roll a one and a three, it will, even though it has a plus six to its constitution, so... And it will take five necrotic damage. It will damage. take five necrotic damage. Again, the magic is just not quite as much as you hoped it would be. So, Lorzach, two big metal fists coming down on you. <sighs> one is going to be a 22, the other one's going to be a 15. The 22 will hit. Okay. You will take 21 bludgeoning damage. Got it. Uh, Xenia. I very quickly move back a couple paces. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I reach deep inside of myself, and I carefully cast Shatter on him, spending one sorcery point so that Lorzach doesn't get hurt. Okay. For... Oh, he has to make a constitution saving throw. He does? Yes. Okay. It is a 24. Yeah, he gets it, but he still gets half. So that would be, so a half of 13 would be six and a half. So six. Up one, yeah, six. Six? Yes, six of thunder damage. Six thunder damage. Okay. Fekara. Okay. I just. Magic don't... keeps getting thrown at this thing left and right. Magic, magic, magic. And you can see part of that magic getting absorbed inside of itself, trying to break that as much as it can. Uh, I am going to beat on the drum and just feel like, we got, we got this, guys. We've totally got this. We can do this. Lennox, you can hit this. You can kill this. And Bardic inspiration to him. For 1d8 plus 3. Where did you go? 1d8. Okay. So 2 plus 3, okay, is 5. That's still better than nothing. And then I will also do the double action. Sure. Action surge. Action surge. To. You still have movement? Right. So I will move to it, and. Because that's only going to be. I'm just going to hit it. Mm-hmm. So I'll hit it with my, hopefully. Get it, Mace. With my Mace. Yeah, that's a good roll. That's a very good roll. That's going to be the 24. A 24 hits. And you know what, Dice? You were sparkly and I love you, so you're going to roll high. Okay, that's not high, but that's all right. It's five. Five. Physical seems to work. Good. Not really anything you absorb on a physical attack. So you back that Mace up as you run forward and wham, give that a good half baseball swing, catching it somewhere in the flesh. And you take a bit of a chunk of it out as you swing your Mace. And you can just see that massive scary eye just kind of quickly turn and look over his shoulder as it just sort of click, 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 stares at you again. Uh, Lennox, you have been inspired. Is my shield still active? Your shield is still active. Fantastic. I will say for three rounds. Fierce. Kind of you. Well, three rounds is like a couple of seconds, so you guys almost punched the ten-minute mark. But I'm not going to let your actions reduce his spell because you guys were slow. Like, right. I would say, I'd say about three rounds left, it could still be active. I summon my spiritual weapon. Spiritual weapon. Have you named it yet? We got Frank. 
It's the hammer of justice. Hammer. The hammer oh, of justice. I missed that. This was the hammer. <laughs> Sup, justice? The hammer of justice compels you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> White die is hammer of justice. Yes, sir. No. White dies a three. Yeah, nothing connects. Rainbow dies a two. A bit overzealous. Mm. But very cool. But very cool. Top of the order. So the thing that's behind me that Xenia found earlier, the podium or filing cabinet or whatever people can put things on. Yes. Is it freestanding or connected to the wall? It's freestanding. Oh, you bastard. It's freestanding. I am going to cast catapult on that, Shit. throwing <laughs> it directly at the head Shit. of the thing. Shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it is making range dex- here. Yeah, it's a ninety-foot range. Is it a straight shot? Like, how does this work? Because it is a straight line. It is a straight but line. But there doesn't appear to be anything in the way. Yeah, except for the fact there's there's all that glass and tubing and that structure directly in between. No, no, no. You know what? You see that like there is a tube in between. Yeah. Um. Give me a whatever your whatever your magic modifier is with advantage give me like a wisdom at advantage it'd be intelligence for you it'd be intelligence oh, sorry right? intelligence so that's a 23 perfect i'm going to say that you can like just thread the needle through all that equipment and not accidentally break what is probably this really important thing for the it story it needs to make a dexterity saving throw uh-huh. a 10 it does not save it is very beefy that's what i figured so it is going to receive 6, 12, 18, 23 points of bludgeoning damage. 23 points of bludgeoning damage. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You don't like my magic? How about a filing cabinet, you dick? <laughs> uh, Lorzach, you are up. I like that scroll. Uh, that's lovely. Lorzach will, as a bonus action, clench his fist and stoke the fires raging in the pump on the giant's back. For another 10 fire damage. 10 fire damage. And then he will attack with a flaming scimitar. Which is the title of my punk band. (laughs) It's the title of my dick. (laughs) 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 What? Uh, I take it an eight doesn't hit. An eight does not hit. So he whiffs with the flaming blade. Top of its turn, it's going to make a constitution saving throw against the spores. Are those active? They're they're not um, empowered, but so it does like half damage. It does like half damage, okay. Uh, a 21. It saves. It is pretty... Constitutional? Constitutional. Time to break out the random fuck you die to see who it's going to swing at. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of you. Not me. Lennox. Yes. Sorry. As this sort of glowing mace catches its big eye and it sort of... Just sort of like swirls its way around in a big swing. Oh, Oh, wait, it gets two attacks. Let's attack Lorzatch and let's attack Lennox. One each. Lorzatch is... And 11. Lennox is a 26. Yeah, that's going to (laughs) hit. So as this big metal arm comes slamming down on you, trying to break through your shield, trying to break through your armor, you will take 23 bludgeoning damage. Yikes. Are you living, boo? And next hit, I'm down. Oh, tits. (laughs) Next up, Xenia. Xenia keeps a healthy, healthy distance. She is... (laughs) Week AF, and uh, she's <laughs> she's feeling a bit bananas, she's, so she's going straight for Chaos Bolt again. Oh, man. This is not the wild magic time. This is going to be great. Whoa, wakes up. She uses her inspiration to, <laughs> to roll again. Pause. Before you do that, you rolled a one. The inspiration you have is to give to other players. Oh, not for me. Can I use my Tides of Chaos? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, You're going to roll either way. Yeah, you right, you right, you right. <laughs> well, uh, okay, if Just I have to roll either way, then I'm still I'm still I'm still going to use my tides of chaos so I can right. hit with this. So we have a wild magic on the table. <laughs> Just so the audience knows, we have a wild magic Whoa. on the table. Rolled one. up my butt. So you can use your tides of chaos uh, to make uh-huh. your second d20 roll to see if your initial spell goes off. So if you use Tides of Chaos, you basically get to make that roll with an advantage. If you use Tides of Chaos, you're rolling on the wild magic chart 
anyway. So because you rolled an initial one, you're going to do that regardless. So you might as well yeah. burn both at the same time and see if you can actually get the spell off to do damage in the meanwhile. Uh-huh. You got this. So a, so you rolled a 17 on the second one. Yeah. So a 17 will hit. Yeah. So do damage with the chaos bolt. Which would be nine points. Okay. And then we're going to do. And I think I want to do acid damage again because it's tasty. Acid damage. Yeah. So that's nine. Yes. Okay. Would you please roll a D100? 28. A 28. Oh. Oh. There's something about the air that's just making you feel faster. Okay. For the next minute, all of your spells with a casting time of one action have a casting time of one bonus action. Oh! <laughs> yes! <laughs> However... Oh. <laughs> You have unleashed a spell upon it, and it quickly turns around with that blinking eye, and with lightning speed, dashes across the facility and slams into you. Does it go through people? It does not provoke any attacks of opportunity. But does it like bolt? Yes, Yes. it is unhindered for 120 feet and provides no attacks of opportunity. Right, but would it charge through her? Because it had to- No, it does not. It does not not hit everything in the path. It just slams to her. So as it slams into you, uh, it will connect. Does a twenty-five hit? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're just getting mean. <laughs> um, it's gonna be a lot. It's two points under max. It is. What's your total hit points? Eighteen. Okay. So, all right, I'm, I've done the math here. It's a lot. So. This thing turns around feeling your spell, feeling the wild magic, and suddenly picking up on the fact that somehow you've supercharged. And it blasts itself out of the pack and slams into you with full force, shoulder down, blasting this red-hot molten pack that Lorzash has heated directly into you for 35 points of bludgeoning damage. So if you're if your total is if you're at 18 right now, okay, the rule is that if you go down, if you basically go double your max down in one attack, you just straight up die. Uh-huh. As of right now, you save from that by one point of damage. Oh god. Okay, so you basically go to negative 17 for the moment. <laughs> you are down, but you are at zero hit points for the moment. Still alive. By, cool. by one point. Oh god. Zenya, no! <laughs> so, oof, even I felt that one. Fikara. Yeah. This monster just seemingly dodged around you and blew by you and just laid your Vidalcan friend down on the ground. Yeah. Zenya, no! And I run forward and just hammer it with both of my maces, just like, you bastard! Make a swing, please. Armor class is 14. Please don't miss, because that was really cool. <laughs> I really set that up with a loud instigation. What did we roll? I rolled a eight. <laughs> if it's under 14, it did not hit. Okay. Oh, <laughs> the fear starts to set in as the cleric. I turn and I look at my fallen comrade and I shout a healing word in her direction, granting her... Two die four plus four. Bless you. Get up, flunky. <laughs> That's the title Although, of the episode. <laughs> the episode. <laughs> Actually, I'm sorry. I'm gonna cast as a level because right. that extra doesn't really do anything. <laughs> this damage, like, it doesn't uh, matter. So, there's only so many hit points I can give you. So yeah, yeah, you get yeah. a so, level one. So you get four. one d four plus two plus two. Five points of that. Five points. I mean, five points of healing. Five hit points. So you are alive, uh-huh. conscious, five hit points. Okay. But prone. Um, and I move the Hammer of Justice 20 feet closer, which is just shy of being able to attack. Close. Top of the order. Perix, you've turned. So. As you've been hiding squeamishly. Proudly. On the catwalk. Yeah. In between the machines. You've watched your frail Vidalcan friend drop you're watching your cleric scramble to keep everyone alive. You're watching Lorzach be the least effective he has seemingly ever been inside of this room. And your brave, proud Boros friend is just wailing away on this machine with this double mace activity 
What would you like to do to try and, you know, earn your keep here? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, th- I feel like I did a lot of damage last round. Uh, and I am going- Oh, I threw a bookcase at it. Yeah, to be clear, I'm gonna do that again. <laughs> it's on the ground. It will have broken. Oh. If you if you threw a wooden bookcase across the room, so it then, will have broken. Is there any object that would be considered of a size that's throwable? What is your what is your reach to grab said item? Ninety feet. Because we're we're in the middle of a lab. No, I'm aware. So yes, ninety feet. Well, let's do a quick calculation. I'm sorry, Sixty. 60 feet. Okay, well, we can do a quick... Oh, no. calc- it, yeah, 60 feet to grab, and then it throws 90 feet. Okay. We can do a quick calculation because your teammate, Lorzach, as you look around frantically, did actually discover that storage closet all the way there on the other end of the field. And there is... So there is... Um, he, he discovered that there is some boxes and there's a couple of uh, items in there. Keep in mind, your range is one to five pounds. It is exactly 60 feet. From where you are? From where he is on the catwalk. Which means that it is 90 feet from there back to the thing. I would say there is a big problem in the fact that you have that giant glass orb that's blocking your line of sight. Ball sacks. Uh, Simple movement will get you there. You just have to move at least 10 feet either to where you're facing or you have to move way over. So you will have to get closer to the Cyclops to be able to grab those items way over there. Yeah, Otherwise sure. you have to do like a big circle around. And I don't have enough move for that. Yeah. So I will move so any of those any of those orbs that you see are above the catwalk and they are in your effective line of sight. But if I so if I move 10 feet closer it feels like they're still in my line of sight. So I'd have to move 15 yes. which would put me next to it. Yes. Well, fuck you, dungeon master. <laughs> Challenge level above your class. Uh, I will do that though because like in for a penny, in for a fuck me. So uh, <laughs> So I step forward next to this lovely uh, mace that is floating here. Thank you, spectral mace. Excuse me, as you just sort of like brush it away. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I look to the, the boxes found by Lorsatch earlier and I grab something that feels hefty yet uh, not impossible. Oh, maybe a small tin of who knows what's in there. Great. And I turn and I bring my hands over my head as I as I maneuver the, the weight of this and I launch it 90 feet directly at the back of the head of the giant cyclops. So it's actually turned around. It, it, at it, the front of the face yeah. of the it giant cyclops. After dropping Xenia, we'll have turned around to stare at Fikara who is uh, drumming on his chest. And so it must make a uh, dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. Oh my God. It like saves every other thing it does, except for when you guys need it to like dodge something. Um, a six? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> I love that a little tin of something does 3d8 of damage. <laughs> <laughs> Those fools, they left the most dangerous weapon out. 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Tell 12 points of bludgeoning damage. It is bloodied. So this tin comes zipping across the lab as the rest of your party is just like, whoa, whoa, what was that? And it just sort of just sort of like sticks inside of this thing, but manages to perhaps smash a note or two and leak a little magic energy and just sort of like scratch into the thing. It does like an amazing amount of bludgeoning damage. Probably internally it smashed whatever goo is left inside of this thing. Taste spam, fiend. (laughs) I was going to say get it biscuits and yours is better. We we are looking for sponsorships. (laughs) Uh, it's probably just like borax or something. And now, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free, and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. As a bonus action, Lorzetch will clench his fist and stoke the flames in the pump tank on the back of the giant for four fire damage. Okay. Man, if this thing explodes on me. No, that's not that's not what's happening at all. No, I know. I just. Oh, if this thing explodes on you like the other one. Yeah, yeah it could. Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
Um, Not better. That's a bonus action? That is a bonus action. Okay, and what would you like to do? Uh, Lorzach will make some distance (laughs) and thread the needle with a spectral skeletal hand that he flings at the giant and casts Chill Touch. Chill Touch. And a 15. A 15 hits. Targets 14. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. A lot of exposed gooeyness. And uh, three necrotic damage. Three necrotic damage. Roger Dodger. Man, that face on Landry is just (laughs) stressful. So as this thing is getting cans of meat smashed into it and spectral hands to the face, the major threat here seems to be that one of these little SOBs is able to beat this monstrosity with its own lab equipment. So it just sort of marches itself around Fikara, just sort of trying to move it out of the way. You will get an attack of opportunity. Yes! So please make an attack. But it will circle itself around you, just sort of pushing you out of the way as it makes its way to go clobber parents. Kneecap this bitch with the... Fuck! 12... 12 won't hit, but please move the giant within smacking range of Ned's figurine. Thank you very, very much. Excuse me, your mate is in the way of my mate. Thank you. Pause well, for one second. It's resorted to this. <laughs> what the? Oh. Sarah, I present to you two, four, kind. six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 15, D20. Okay. Once you use it, it's now garbage. Throw it away. Okay. Roll that for damage. <laughs> 15 die 20 damage. I've only had to resolve to this once before. Oh, jeez. But your rolls are bad. I'm starting to feel bad. <laughs> I'm just going to say, roll it, regardless of its result. What did it say? It's done. You're done. You have 15 d20s at your disposal. Okay. They are all Magic the Gathering related, so okay. they can, uh, they all have Magic the Gathering signs on them and stuff, so okay. they should be appropriate for the Ravnica universe. Okay. Okay? All right. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you, Dungeon Master Brian. (laughs) So uh, now that that's settled, uh, Ned, take two big slamming fists to the face. Mm. Oh, son of... Can I borrow some of those D20s? Yes! Because I rolled double one. (laughs) I don't think that gets me some. No! He just misses and looks foolish doing it. (laughs) That was so dumb. (laughs) I straight up rolled... Look, I mean, I... Andrew can peer over the screen and see. I just rolled double one. Uh, can confirm he looks like a giant dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> Did not have to use shield, bitches. Okay. Xenia is quaking with fear. And because of this quaking inside, she summons Shatter and casts it on this motherfucker. So first he gets to take a uh, constitution saving throw. Uh, constitution saving throw? Yeah. Um, is a 17. Okay, that that is, yes, it, it, it is, that you can have. It's a giant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> that you can have? Is that what you just said to me? You can have that one. No, you get half. <laughs> I take half damage, I'm assuming. So that's 18. Yep. And then I take it again as a bonus action. Oh, mother heifer. I will make another dexterity, um, or a constitution saving throw. Does that hit us? It is a 23. It is a 23. That saves. Yeah. Um, is it too late to put a careful, to make this carefully? This her? one you can make carefully. Okay. Then That's I'll fine. spend my sorcery point to, to cast it carefully. So the first one, no. Oh, but no. But the second so, one, yes. So, so you'll have to roll. your teammate's going to take a little bit of damage. Okay. What is the radius on it? Yeah, do I take 10 feet. 10 feet? Yeah. Well, and so, okay, we need to pause here for a second because you're about to hit Two of your teammates. Two of us plus That the you can't hand. see because you, Landry, are actually positioned behind the figurine that <laughs> is a giant yeah. and is covering. I'm right Ned. there. There's a. Where are you dropping this? Uh, I would like to drop it here. Then you say Fakara. Well, if I do it here, that's still, uh, that's still saving her, right? This is 10 feet away. He's further than 10 feet away. Correct. So he's fine. Right. So then 10 feet away, he's fine. Everybody's fine. And then I'm not casting it carefully. Um, so I'm going to, then I then I am going to spend my sorcery point as originally planned to empower it and do it one more time. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So this is my second damage that he was successful on. Okay. Okay. And I spend a sorcery point um, and empower this spell. 
So that's 22 points of thunderous damage. Whoa, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> so after getting laid out by this thing, you get up and you're like, all right, enough of this shit. And you just freaking Dragon Ball Z up from the ground with this. And just thunderstruck motherfucker and just light this dude up from the bottom. He's made of like half metal, so you just see electricity just arc all over every part of his body as the whole thing just kind of stiffens up for a moment in this like and then it sort of cricks its neck around as the electricity sort of dissipates and its eyeball sort of clicks back at you, but it doesn't move. Fikara, you're right next to me. Yes, I am, which... Mm. We got this, guys. We can totally do this. You just keep hitting him as hard as you can. And I just make direct contact with the eye, and I look at him, and I just say, you should leave now. And I'll cast uh, Dissonant Whispers. While you said that, one of my dice cracked. (laughs) I'm sorry. Are you serious? I am not kidding. (laughs) I am kind of shitting myself right now. So for those of you listening at home, I picked up this D4, and as she said that into the microphone, I just was like, what the hell is that? And I watched the tip of this fucking thing crack. Oh my god, seriously? So I'm pretty, um, yeah, please go ahead and do what you're going to do. Yeah. As I shit myself over here at the end of the table. Oh no, he just makes a wisdom save. That was spooky. Um, well, for those of you at home who might be following along, it's important to note that for the sake of clarity, he gets advantage on all saving throws against all spells. Okay. Um, a wisdom saving throw for Kim would be a 12. He had to hit a 13. Oh, okay. So he's going to take 3d6 of psychic damage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not the worst. Uh, so six psychic damage. I am going to disappoint you. That's fine. As you cast your spell and throw this powerful mentality, and you look right into this eye, and you go, fuck you, motherfucker, and throw this psychic energy into it, you immediately realize, shit, this thing doesn't have a brain. But because he's failed, and he he may not take the damage, but he must immediately, immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows Away from me. Except for it has immunity to psychic attacks. But wouldn't it still, because it failed the save, wouldn't it still go? No. Immunity to psychic and poison. Motherfucker. Okay. We learned a very harsh but important lesson. This thing does not have a brain. (laughs) I was cutting. Well, it was worth a try. It was a very good try. Dang. It's a very, very, very good attack. Still broke your die. Boom. (laughs) It is uh, immune to poison and psychic spells and damage. Okay. Lennox. The hammer of justice swings down. Fuck. You want to borrow some of these? uh, What is it to hit? 14. 14. It is also immune to certain conditions. Charmed, exhaustion, frightened, paralyzed, petrified. I'm going to reluctantly stand up and swing my mace. Did the hammer of justice not hit? Hammer of Justice did not hit, but I'm going to use my... It still might not hit, but... Inspiration? Yeah. On the money. 14? Yeah. You got it. Hit it. Go. Do some damage. Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. So, your mace, the Hammer of Justice, dances in front of this singular eye. As just for a moment, this cyclops seems a little bit childlike as the eyeball sort of, oh, what is this dancing thing? And then, well, bam! Lennox to the back! Xenia, <laughs> um, uh, still quaking with fear, um, sends across the way to Lorzach her inspiration again with her googly eyes. <laughs> uh, Perix, you're up. Okay, uh, quick question. Yeah. Now that he's inspired, can I not double inspire? Because I was planning on doing the same thing. So- oh, yeah. The the insp- you mean giving inspiration? I have inspiration from yesterday. Right. You can give inspiration and people can retain multiple points of inspiration that he then gets two to use. Inspiration doesn't stack. Advantage doesn't stack. Right. So but, he, you, right. but like he doesn't I can still give him mine as well. Yeah, you can, but he'll just bank it. Right. But I have to give it. Like I have it and I have to give it away. Yes. I can't use it on myself. Correct. Right. Okay. Correct. 
Uh, but can I give it at any time, or does it have to be on my turn? No, you can give it at any time. Great, then I'm gonna hold the hell. So out. he doesn't. Sorry, let me clarify. He doesn't bank it. It's just when he wants to use it, you go. I believe in you. Great. And then he does it. Great talk. So you have it in your bank. Yes. You dish it out whenever. Whenever. You want. It doesn't have to be on my turn. Correct. Great talk, everybody. So then I will look back at the stack of boxes and hope to see another tin or thing. I would say there is enough resources over there in that closet that you can grab a can of paint or a. Great talk. Solvent or something. Can of paint, because I want him covered in something ugly. So I uh, reach out and I grab hold of a can of this truly terrible, terrible mauve paint. Ugh. And I. <laughs> yes, Brad? Go ahead. <laughs> you suck. And launch it across the room yeah. at the head of the Cyclops. It must please make a dexterity saving throw. Um, does a 13 save? It does not. It does not save. Uh, and I'm also going to add my bardic inspiration to this damage. Okay. Do it. Uh, it could have been better, but it's uh, one, two, I'm sorry, one, three, seven, 14 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Bashuda. Wow. So you slam into it and you happen to hit it right in the face and you like crack the plate on this eyeball and you can see water is starting to pour out and it is fucking mad. And as a reaction, Uh it's just gonna shoulder pop, just just slam into you. Yeah, well. It's going to make an attack. It's gonna be bad. Does an 18 hit? Uh, Yeah, I won't cast shield then, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, you are going to take... Okay. 25 bludgeoning damage. Still up! Yeah! Would you please make a strength check? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Uh, This could go poorly. I got a natural one minus one. Okay. In fact, Uh, I rolled a die that says fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will pull up my fuck you die. You get pushed back 10 feet. Okay. Oh, that's not good. And take an additional eight bludgeoning damage. I'm down. Uh, uh, would someone please push me back ten feet and put me on the ground? The uh, well, oh, the thing is about directly that. eight feet. Yes, over the railing. You then fall over the railing <gasps> down to the first floor. Okay, and take an additional no. five bludgeoning damage. Still, I mean, I was down no matter what. So, so Ned is now on the first floor. I'm nowhere near uh, having died from that. If Great, was but you are, but you are at zero. <laughs> yes, Lorzach. <laughs> Can I not inspire if I'm unconscious? No, you can't. <laughs> um, actually, no, that's not true. That's not true because we can we can make a ruling that your death has, has made other people try and avenge you. You can just avenge me. And then, avenge me. Uh, there's no reason to not be able to do that because you're conscious. Yeah, you can do that. That's fine. <laughs> Lorzach will as a bonus action, clench his fist, stoke the flames, and deal 15 Whoa. fire damage. Yes. Oh, man. Really close, guys. You're like, holy shit. He will then. You, you've just done like two rounds of damage, like right back to back. You're really, really close. Yeah. He will then rush the giant from behind. Okay. And swing a flaming scimitar. Four. Uh, to hit 22. 22 hits. Come on, baby. And he will do another 12 fire damage. <laughs> so. As this giant takes a bunch of flame in the back and it's stabbed and it's beat and it's punched and it's shocked and it's viciously mocked in one desperate (laughs) throw, everyone within 10 feet, please make a dexterity saving throw. Does a floor lower mean I'm good? You are more than 10 feet away. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, I'm about to go down. The 12 does not make it. Seven. Seven does not make it. 17. A 17 does make it. So you manage to just sort of swing out of the way as its last dying flail <laughs> zips around. I know this trick. <laughs> Those of you who failed will take 11 bludgeoning damage. Lord's <laughs> touch is down? You're down. Could yeah. you please? Oh, if you're down, you have no strength saving throw. You will fall over the railing as well and take an additional four bludgeoning damage. So how much is that total? Uh, so yeah, just just down. He doesn't move over the rail. You right. said eleven and four, so fifteen. Eleven and four, so fifteen total. So with this last flail, as the beast arches its back up, it's steaming, 
Pipes are popping out of its body, cords are ripping, tubes are snapping, steam begins emitting from every location. This cracked faceplate finally shatters as water just seems to pour out onto the floor. And the release of the vacuum makes this giant oculus just sort of squeeze out of its faceplate as with this sort of almost pathetic but hideous roar, it just falls down onto the ground. It's not the only one. No, <laughs> several of you are down. But you know who's up? Me! So two of you, two of you are down, your spiritual weapon is gone. Three of us are down. The two of you remaining have two of your friends who are dying. I have a stabilization scroll. What are you doing? Using it on whoever is going to be the most effective to bring other people back. As I am shit at medical science, uh, can I do a quick investigation check to see if there's any kind of first aid kits there, in the premises? There is not. There is not. Don't take an action to do that. No, don't. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh... Hey, you can make medicine checks. Oh, okay. You only have to hit above a 10. Oh, then I would love to make I am closest to... Oh, they're downstairs. Laura's no, no. Oh, You're the one near on, the pause. stairs. Hold on, pause. Hold on. You're the one near the stairs. I go, da- I go downstairs. <laughs> la, la, la. Okay, and on... Do you, have, do you have any healing ability whatsoever? I don't have any healing at all. Well, I, ha- I have it for myself, not for them. Not for them. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I'm going oh, to... Oh, 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 this is good. I'm going to roll a medicine check. Okay, uh, 15. Okay. Who is that for? Uh, Perix. Perix, you are now stabilized. So you kind of rush down and be like, oh, I think I know how to do this. <laughs> just lightning bolts out of your fingers and just, oh, don't be mad at me. We shoot through my like, skin because I'm a translucent. <laughs> 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 rubbing her hands together. Static electricity. <laughs> she doesn't have to say clear. clear. There's no one else around. <laughs> she whispers it to Lennox. Clear. Uh, well, one person stabilized. Vicara. Okay. Um, I am going to cure wounds on you for one d eight plus three. I don't know if you want to roll that because no, you roll it if you're casting this. Okay. Right. So it's a four. Regains four hit points. Yeah, yeah. but that's Great. helpful. All he needs is one. Right. So it's good. <laughs> oh, and like that, two players are still alive. We're still unconscious. Except for the cleric. Uh, oh, no, no, he is awake. A, oh. He has been healed for hit points. So Lorzatch is now up. Yeah. And you wake up to see a singed, half-cooked, beaten cow covered in gook. <laughs> I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> Lennox, please make throw. a death saving throw. Fail. Fail. You Oof. have one fail. Perix is stable. Stable, but unconscious. But unconscious. Yeah. So, Lorzach, you've now sort of awoken to the half-singed Fikara. You did not see what happened at the end of that whirlwind attack, and there's just nobody else there. The uh, Cyclops is laying down, defeated and immobile, behind the two of you, but as for that, there's, like, no one around. Uh, Lorzach staggers around. What happened? He looks, searching. Um, Everybody went down, and Lennox... And Pyrex went over the ledge. And peering over the railing, cast Healing Word on Lennox. Lennox will regain five hit points. Hey, better than nothing. You up, Eddie. You're awake. Now that everyone is at least stable, all of you are awake, with the exception of Pyrex. If uh, I cast Healing Word. Okay. Dope. <laughs> Add him up. You're all awake, battered. Beaten, bruised, belittled. Charred. Charred. Oh, you broke the combo. <laughs> Brulade. Brulade. Oh, we, where were you five seconds Beguiled. ago? Beguiled. Beguiled. What? Why? Bitch slapped. That's more like it. <laughs> As you guys sort of collectively look at each other with, holy shit, I can't believe we all just survived that. And also, what could possibly be in here that would need such a guardian? Lorzach starts breaking down the components on the creature's hands, the things that resemble the uh, perforations in the door to the far left. So you, what you see is that as you sort of investigate this a little bit more closely, you realize that whatever this thing was in suspension is not only the protector of the key, but it is the key itself. 
And as you kind of remember, again, you rolled really, really well when examining that door, so you can kind of understand that what it would be would be one of its sort of fist dummy mallet hands would go into that door, turning it, and then the other one would probably finish the lock in a thing. So it would be... It's a, it's a dual lock system that requires only this thing being able to open it. What is its size? It's a huge creature. It's a giant. It's a giant creature. Okay. Do we need to take its hands off? I could take its hands off. Uh, are you guys down in the first floor? We'll climb back up. Climb yeah, I'm, I'm coming up. Yeah, you don't have to climb. You can take the stairs. That's what I meant. Me too. I mean, I, I deal with organic life and dissection constantly. I'm happy to cut off its hands. You just need the hands. I They're cut not off. even hands. They're just sort of like, you know, malady. So medicine appendages. check on hands? Sure. 14? I will assist nice. you. Do that better. I did. Uh, 19. Nice. Um, we are we are going to be a little bit more scrupulous about the assisting. Like, just just belittling somebody doesn't make them better. We need somebody who has some sort of, like, medicinal experience. You need to be I'm able to cleric. support the thing. <laughs> oh, that's true. She, but Lorzatch... <laughs> Lorzatch rolled a 23 Great. for the other arm. So you guys uh, managed to cut these arms off. You now have two big, gross, smelly, is-it-cyclops arms. I mean, that's what I'm into. <laughs> That's my kink. Yeah. That's my so you guys uh, saunter back over to the corner. Um, it doesn't take long for you to orient these arms as you collectively insert one in with the chomp, and then click, move that one, put in the other one, repeat the process, and pull open this door. You see a small stairwell. Um, the bottom has some barrels, a couple of boxes, some more bits of storage. Um, whatever was behind here was sealed. So the air that comes out is cool. And you see a single staircase leading up to the next floor. Let's go uh, upstairs. Do we want to take 10 minutes and cast some detect poison and disease in case this was sealed for a reason? I would like to, if, with the group's permission. I hate seeing us all clumped up together like that because one trap is going to kill us this all. This is my point. I mean, that was Landry's <laughs> fault of just squishing everybody <laughs> in that direction. I'm happy to not. I'm happy to keep moving. But that Zenia as a player just grabbed all the minis on the map <laughs> and just went, we're a team. <laughs> Group hug, we survived. We did it. Do you not have any spells left? Can you just cast it? But it takes 10 minutes. Like, we'd have to agree ah. to sit here for 10 minutes. Anything that if is- If you cast it ritualistically, but can't yes, you just cast it? Yes, I didn't prepare it. Oh, okay. I mean, 10 minutes. I don't prepare my rituals, so I can have extra stuff. It's up to you guys. That's fine by me. All right, so I'd like to cast the ritual of detect poison and disease. There are no poisons or disease. Great, there are no poisons or diseases, y'all. Let's head up the stairs. Yeah. You head up the stairs. So as you reach now the third floor, you can see um, sort of connected from the bottom that there is still one more sort of big giant pitfall where the largest glass orb from that uh, contraption downstairs punctures the top of this floor um, with some more tubes emanating out to look sort of like a power source. Up here looks like a, a bit of a control center. There are several rooms down in the back. Um, doesn't really look like anything sort of progresses from here. Some controls, a couple of catwalks, and a bunch of unexplored uh, doorways. Well, those, those doorways feel like they should be explored. What are these uh, items at the top of the stairs? You are in a secret laboratory that was meant to be resided in for a long time. There is a mix of excess test tubes, litmus paper, a couple of supplies, perhaps a couple of uh, food storages you passed along the way. Nothing seems valuable, but nothing really seems out of place. It's just sort of two men managing a massive library. I heal myself. Nine points more. What would you guys like to do? Um, immediately off the landing, there's a contraption to the left. What can Lorzetch see? Um, looks to be uh, just a grid, actually. Some sort of a um, gauge monitoring a system related to the facility in some way or another. Um, being, being, is it, is, is, do I have any, do I have any inclinations where there might be more valuable? Like, is there anything telling me, oh, there might be more valuable information here because of the way it's constructed or looking. Well, reaching the the sort of top area, there's a bunch of individual rooms. Mm -hmm. So they're either individual residencies or individual offices. But as you've kind of reached the offshoot of wherever that sort of massive contraption was that they were doing, um, likely this level is going to contain, you know, when you see a bunch of smaller doors, there's probably just stuff in there of a more personal nature. It's not likely to be equipment or anything. I'd like to go to this. Okay. 
Can everybody sort of uh, clump or divvy up or explain where they're going to be? I'm just I'll, gonna, I'll be right behind her. I'm just going to straight up kick that door down. Well, if me. people are going to be in different areas, I want to make sure people have uh, a different... I don't have a particular lens towards whatever, so I'll go to the one that doesn't have anyone yet. Okay. Fikara. Yeah. You straight up kick that motherfucking <laughs> door down. Yeah, I am done with this bullshit. Kicking the door, waving the 4-4. Takes you a minute. <laughs> you give it a good solid kick and you feel it sort of shudder on the hinge and you're like, oh, I can just open this. Oh, so I open it. You open a door. Yep. As you step inside, you see dun, 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 a small desk. Oh, okay. What's on the small desk? Uh, a single sheet of paper. Oh, okay. What does it say? It's a grocery note. Oh, what do they like to eat? <laughs> Looking for sponsors. <laughs> Insert food, looking for sponsors. Um, more importantly, it just seems to be a small standing desk, right? Like sort of okay. a, a hallway desk. Right. But as you kind of search it around, you realize, oh, there is a tiny secluded staircase that goes up. I'm going to go up the staircase. You go up the staircase oh. and we will wait to hear what happens to you. Oh, God. Guys, I found a staircase. <laughs> do, 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 oh, do. they would not hear that from the room that they are in right now. Mm. Um, we'll say the three of you that enter that large room. It seems to be a communal shared laboratory. Beakers and test tubes and small scientific devices around with enough room for two people to operate normally. You seem to have been able to um, immediately find, oh, this is probably where they did the most of their research and data accumulation. Um, there's lots of papers kicking around. Please, everybody, give me some uh, inspection checks or some investigations or something to kind of search through. Uh, Xenia, you can do it with advantage. 21. A 21. Um, you uncover much of the notes with a lot of information you have discovered uh, about the orb, sort of more to the nature of what they are doing. You realized that the orb that they had been studying. They were studying some of the soil that it was found in, and the orb itself was discovered somewhere out in the Rubble Belt. Now, the Rubble Belt is a wild area of Ravnica, sort of a, a desolate wastes of demolished buildings. It's where a lot of the Gruul clans like to hang out. So whatever orb they were studying was found out in the wild, um, completely unusable or missed by the Gruul clans who wouldn't want it. So at least we know where they got theirs from. It's also some more properties talking about it. They were doing research about conductivity, channeling power. Um, they found that they were unable to force any energy inside of it. So for example, metals should be conductive. So they were unable to use the metal as a conductor. It seems to be very much a one-way vent at the moment. There also seems to be Lorzach, you see a couple of vials of soil and insect parts and fungi that you would immediately recognize as from the Undercity, being conducted in the same tests that they were studying the soils from the Rubble Belt. So whatever they were studying as far as source material, they were studying dirt from the Rubble Belt, but they were also under the same research studying organic matter and dirt specifically from the Undercity. Ned. Yeah. As you enter your room, you realize that you have hit Malthus Reed's private office. Do you please make an inspection check? Yeah. For an investigation. For damn sure. A 18. Where would you like to start? Well... There are several desks and tables. I would start with uh, this thing right to my left. Well, perhaps the most glaring thing that you see first. Would you like to view this alone or perhaps would you like to bring anyone else into the room with you? Hey friends, I found the private office and you may want to get in here. Well, the most immediate thing you see is a large map of Ravnica covering most of the far wall. Uh, and this is not some like cheap thing you get from a souvenir shop. This is a very intricate, finely made map that probably cost a pretty Zeno. However, despite that, Malthus Reed has scribbled all over it with weird scratchings and ink lines everywhere. Most notably, there are five areas of Ravnica that have been circled vigorously, and perhaps most concerning to you, Perix, is that one of those areas is Zonit 4. Um, would somebody please roll inspection for the map? Uh, it would have been a 13. 17. Okay. You rolled? 22. A 22? Okay. 
So the entire map is covered in these long swirling strokes, okay? Continuous lines that swoop and swirl all over the page. Now, as you hone in on Zonnet 4, you can see that that circled area is intersected by three lines. One coming from the south, one coming from the east, and a third coming from the southeast that passes straight through the Zonnet. Now, Ned, based on your position within Zonnet 4, you can probably guess what these are. It's, oh, it's the railway. So if you, yes, if you remember, yes, if you remember specifically, what you have cued in on is the fact that the Izzet line did come in from the east and the Boros line did come in from the south and get stuck. And there is a third line in contention at Zonnet 4. That's one thing you discover. Um, what was your initial inspection roll for the room? Do you remember? That's like a 21. 21. On one of the other desks, you find a stack of small black leather patches. Oof. Okay. I, I assume if I took the time to identify them, they would show some demure scarabs. You also find some small strips of paper, little shreds like you'd find inside of a fortune cookie that just have coordinates on them. Coordinates that line up to the big Ravnica map? You guys can try and mat- line it up to the Ravnica map. I would like to do exactly that. Come on, we've been rolling good thus far. That'd be a natural 20, wouldn't it, Andrew? Yeah, it oh, yeah. absolutely would. Keenly, you know right where to look. So, these coordinates mark certain locations, notably the barracks of the 34th Precinct and also the exact apartment that Mr. Alfonso is currently renting. Both of these places you have found Demir agents deployed. Um, there is another coordinate that's for way, way off in the northeast of Ravnica, a place you guys haven't been yet, so make sure you mark that down for later. Um, there are also some financial statements between Malthus's Reed's personal bank account and an unknown recipient. Um, there is also a small writing desk. Now, on that, you find more bank statements from several years ago. At some point, Malthus Reed, master researcher of the Izzet Guild, paid the Gruel clan to demolish specific areas of the 3rd District. What's important about this is you notice that the areas he paid to have demolished are the exact locations that the Boros rail line was laid. Lastly, there are several orders for steel shipments that were made from the Rakdos mines and delivered to the Izzet, the Boros, and there's another unfulfilled shipment that was meant for the Golgari but never made it. So, did you just... Then... Okay. <laughs> One more thing, and then you guys can filter around, and then we'll find out what happened to your cow friend. On the large desk, there is some correspondence, written in a very particular dialect of Elvish, seemingly in code. Lorzech, would you please give me an inspection check to see if you can decipher what this message means? Six. Does Perix have Elvish too, to assist? Yeah. yeah, I can assist on Elvish. Give him an assist if you would. 20. A, a non-natural 20. Non-natural 20. Lorzach, as you peel through these correspondence, you're going to learn some disturbing news. Um, You can see draft letters that Malthus Reed has crossed out on his desk that signify uh, what his stationery looks like. But the return letters are from a very odorous parchment used exclusively in the Undercity. And as your spores flitter about the page, you can see the secret microbial markings of the Golgari crest on the pages. Now, Malthus Reed has been sending large shipments of metal to the Golgari. He has also given them direction, access, and avenue to attack Zonit 4, with the explicit understanding that if they can remove the Zonit from the well, someone within the Golgari will use their ability to make stone to build a bridge across the well and continue their rail line. Lorzach is going to look back at the large map and see what other areas are circled. There is presumably the Simic Well at Zonet 4, the Rubble Belt, and I'm guessing three others that are called out on this map? Yes. And where are those located? One is of a particular location towards the center of Ravnica. There is another one far to the northeast. There is another one far to the southeast. 
The one to the southeast seems to be located um, around a mess of slums, probably land controlled by the Orzov syndicate. And the one to the northeast is well into the lands of Nuprov, which are sort of the holy glades of the Selesnia. The one in the center is sort of close to some strange area, which makes it kind of indecipherable. Uh, Roll me a survival check. 25. (laughs) That's pretty good. There's nothing above ground in that area of significance, but it is sort of directly on the undercity pathways that could lead in and out of Corzova, or excuse me, Corosta. So as your party accumulates all of this information, and as we wait to hear what Fikara has found, would you guys like to discuss anything? Well, I just, I mean, I'm a, this is Ned as a player, but I suppose it's sort of like a hybrid Ned Parix thing going on. I, you I just, are a Simic hybrid. Hey, I put squares around every time he said a new guild. I currently have one, two, I have seven guilds that just got revealed in one room, which is not a great thing. And each one of them, this one is bank statements, this one is bank statements, this is steel, this is sending it to Izzet, this is gruel on the Boros line, this is inks from the Golgari. He is in contact and communication with every single guild simultaneously. With the exception, it seems, of the Selesnia and the Azorius. Both of whom, oh, the Azorius we didn't hear. We heard everyone but the Azorius because also the Orzov were mentioned and the Selesnia were mentioned in their circles. I mean, what I would glean from this is that Malthus has his finger in every pie. Or did. Or did. Yeah, he certainly doesn't have fingers anymore. Uh, There's a map, which I'm guessing you deduce what I deduce, which is that it's probably the orb locations since there are five orbs in five circles. To, which means we now have three more, one in Selesnia, one in Orzov, and one supposedly right outside of the of the Golgari city. So where's the other one in this facility? Still to be found. That's next step, though. Uh, Brian just did an awkward eye twitch at Fakara, so, you know, that's a thing. Uh, um, the four people in that room are have the ability to cast spells, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Can I get everyone to please make a check of their spell modifier? So if you use intelligence, use intelligence. Can I make this an arcana more than an intelligence? You may use arcana if you wish, if you have some similar ability. I have extra proficiency. A non-natural 20? Unnatural 20. I have an unnatural 21. There's no natural 21. Right. It's just 21. So Eddie, as you and Perix sort of, as Perix is kind of describing this scenario to you and explaining his theory about where there might be five orbs and there are kind of five orbs here, there's something that clicks inside your mind as you think You know, Azorius spells are about written script. As you cast the spells, you see these ribbons of written word that come out. And a frightening thought grabs you for a second as you sort of lock eyes with Perix. And the possibility suddenly enters the room that these scribblings and these sort of notations of what might be rail lines and pathways may not be just a drawing or a scribble, but may actually be a written symbol. And is there any sense of what that written symbol would be for us? It is not anything that you would know. Got it. So It could be, but it could possibly be a character, a glyph, a command. So I tell the party these writings resemble spell writing. So like, just to be clear. Yeah. The lines on the map. Yes, lines, you're saying make a character. The lines on the also, map resemble also railways, like the railways spell something. That's what they are resembling to me. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna write that down. Also, you only have track of three of the lines. There mm. is the fourth railroad of which you have no information on. So, and how how many lines are on the map? Sorry. As you trace it, there are not only five circles, but there are five lines. Okay of their own beginning and origin and end. And so I'm assuming, I'll With make an assumption. four of them, assuming they are the railroads. Yes. The fifth one is indiscernible. And the fourth one, we don't even know where that railroad is, right? We At the moment, now. no. So there are two lines we have no idea what. Not difficult to figure out, but right. some direction. There are two lines that we haven't seen yet. Correct. Okay, great. And this glyph or spell is not in a particular language that any of us recognize? No. Okay. In fact, the glyph that this writes, or the character that this writes, is so seemingly complicated that you can't imagine why anyone who 
whatever language this is or whatever command this is, why they haven't simplified this language down to simpler characters. It seems incredibly complicated and convoluted and intricate that it requires five completely separate lines flowing and intersecting at at least five locations. How long would it take to copy that symbol down? Oh, not long at all. You can just draw it. You, you can make a note of several things and be able to reproduce it on any map. Please make a note of it in your inventory so that you can do that. Doing it. As you guys are studying this map and starting to piece together exactly what Malphus Reed might have been working on and how many people he might actually have been influencing with his plan, your Minotaur friend, Fikara, wanders up this lone staircase to a small door just wide enough for her to squeeze through with her horns. I will open the door. As you creak open the door, you find a room barely big enough to hold even a small table. In each of the corners are lights oscillating between red and blue. And in this small room, hidden from the rest of the world, there is only a pedestal draped in red velvet. Upon that pedestal rests another perfect steel orb. However, that is not what catches your eye. More frightening than the orb itself is the manifesto left by Malthus Reed all over the walls. Psychotic writings and ramblings are scribbled over every inch of this room from floor to ceiling in thick black tendrilled lines written over and over and over are only two words. Merit Lage. On the next Encounter Party, the secrets of Malthus Reed have been discovered, as it appears he's been manipulating the Rail Wars for his own devices. Though his goal is still unknown, it's clear the catastrophe of Ravnica is still at hand. The question remains, what is the meaning of Merit Lage? Join us next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering created by Wizards of the Coast. Edited and mixed by Ned Donovan. Sound capture and effects by Will Malones. Theme and other music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by George Narcissoff and Darren Curtis. Special thanks to Megan Judkins, Josh Samuels, and Will Malones. So I've got to go fast because there's a dagger being held to my throat. I don't understand most of this, but subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us, join us on the book of faces, whatever that means to you. There's Twitter as well. There's Instagram, apparently. And for news and updates, go to EncounterParty.com. I hope that made sense to you. It made zero sense to me. Can I live now?